Morning, everyone. How are we all doing? Good, good. Well, as you can tell again, Pastor Brandon's at another Bible Prophecy Conference. Actually, the same one our guest speaker came from, Pastor Billy Crone. So let's continue to be praying for Pastor Brandon as he's out there spreading the truth. So a little bit real quick uh, about Pastor Billy Crone. He's the senior pastor at Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is honestly like a sister church to Rock Harbor, as well as he has Get a Life Ministries, where there's tons of DVDs, books, great content. Billy goes all over and speaks at conferences and churches. And then you've also probably heard him frequently on Jan Markell's show with Olive Tree Ministries as well. So we're super excited to have him here today. So let's all give him a warm welcome. Welcome Pastor Billy Crone to the stage. Awesome. How you guys doing? Good. Good to be here. Thanks again for having me back. Uh, uh, whether that was your choice or not, you're stuck with it. But anyway, that's right. Uh, good to see you guys. we got a lot of ground to cover. And of course, what we're going to start off with this first message is, have anybody heard of this lately? Yeah, we're going to deal with that. Now, here's the deal. The, the aspect is this, the Great Reset. You call it the Great Reset all you want. Really what it is, is what God warned about 2,000 years ago, the rise of the Antichrist kingdom. And we're going to, the four uh, underpinnings that the scripture tells us, you're going to see that's going to uh, happen under the Antichrist and the help with the false prophet. I wonder who that is. Wait, did you say rhymes with the Pope? Wait, wait, that's right. No, I'm not saying it's the Pope. But he's trying really hard to get the job though, apparently. But, uh, but anyway, uh, but basically you're going to have a one world government, a one world religion, a one world economy and a mark of the beast type system. Okay. And so these guys can call it the great reset you want. All it is, is the rise of the Antichrist kingdom. Okay, and when you take a look at their words and what they're doing and even what they admit, their agenda, it's exactly what it is. It's happening before our very eyes. Okay, and COVID is the agenda that they're saying to get the job done. That's how close we are. We leave at the rapture prior to the seven-year tribulation before this fully manifests. Uh, Time is running out. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing if you're saved. If you're not, you better get saved right now. Okay, so this first message, actually, we're going to be dealing with the one aspect from these great reset guys, the World Economic Forum, as you can see, uh, the rise of a one world economy, okay, and just how far they've gone with that. Lord willing, the next message, uh, I'm going to be dealing with what's coming next. These guys have actually said, and I'll show you the tape, Klaus Schwab, they've actually said that what's coming next is now we're going to merge people with this global economy digitally, microchip. They're going to chip everybody on the planet. So we're going to deal with the mark of the beast aspect, Lord willing, in the next message. And then you might be wondering, well, man, if this is so obvious, and they're even saying this on tape, where's the church? Well, guess what? At the same time, unfortunately, we're in the midst of an apostasy. We're living it live. That's why things are so messed up. And it isn't just the church is messed up and going south. I'm going to demonstrate. uh, I'm convinced the reason why we're in such great apostasy is because the church has now been taken over by non-Christians who are running the church. And Lord willing, I'm going to show you that proof, as crazy as that sounds. So you guys ready? All right, let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you so much for today. We thank you for your word. It's a a sure word. Of course, you don't lie. But you tell us so much about the future. And it's not meant to scare us. It's meant to keep us on guard so that we don't get duped, uh, certainly as your people in these last days, but also so that we can realize you don't tell us the exact day nor the hour of the rapture, but you give us signs that it's getting close. And this has got to be one of the biggest, most obvious ones, even the last two years, what's been going on with COVID. This is it. This is their moment. So help us, God, as your people to heed your word. Help us to finish strong as your bride. And if there's anybody here today or uh, we just pray, God, if they're not saved, please save them. This is not a joke. It's not a game. I I don't know their heart. I can be fooled, but you can't. If they're not saved, please save them before it's too late. But please bless our study even now. We ask all this in your wonderful name, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, 
Amen. One world economy, great reset. Is that really anything that the Bible talks about? Hey, praise God, give it up for Pastor Brett here on the front row, getting the right answer. That's right. Uh, no, yeah, of course, if you read the Bible, which I highly recommend, uh, let's turn there. Let's go to that text that tells us about the Antichrist kingdom working with the false prophet. What's he going to do? How's he going to dupe the world? And not only that, what's he duped them with? Okay, well, the Bible tells us that. Revelation 13, let's get acquainted with that. And this is going to be our opening text, Lord willing, for the next two messages. There's a lot to unpack here. Revelation 13, 11 through 17, okay? And again, we're talking about in the seven-year tribulation, the church, we are raptured prior to that. But this tells us what these events, if we see the events leading up to this in the seven-year tribulation, again, we don't know the day nor the hour, but it means our departure has got to be getting close, okay? It's, it's the motivation factor for you and I. It's not a time to be fearful. It's a time to be faithful and finish strong, Okay, but let's take a look. Verse 11 says this, Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. This is the false prophet. And he spoke like a dragon. Revelation 12 tells us who the dragon is. You don't have to wonder and think about him praying fast for 15 years. Go to that prayer and fasting conference with meals included. Uh, you don't have to get a word from God. It, it, it tell, it's Satan. So the false prophet, just like the Antichrist, is inspired of Satan, right? And here's what he did. He exercised all authority of the first beast, the Antichrist, on his behalf, and he made... The earth and its inhabitants worshiped the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And he performed great and miraculous signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of men. And because of these signs, he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast. He deceived the inhabitants of the earth. And he ordered them to set up an image and honor the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And he was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. And finally, he also forced, okay, everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead. Why? So that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. The Bible tells us one aspect that we're going to deal with in this message, that believe it or not, one day, prophesied nearly 2,000 years ago, the apostle John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, it's going to sound crazy, but listen, one day the whole planet, because it's a global context, is going to be under the sway of a satanic deception led by a political figure, the beast, the Antichrist, uh, uh, deceived also, reinforced by a global uh, religious figure, the false prophet, and what they're going to do is they're going to take control of the economy. And the reason why we know that, because it's a global context here, and he says what? You're going to control the what? Buying and selling of every single transaction of every single person anywhere on the planet. Well, obviously, if that's going to come to pass, then what do you got to do? You got to control all the economies. You got to tie them all together, okay? And then you got to figure out how in the world you're going to control them. And I don't know about you, but I feel so reassured that there's no signs that we exist in a global economy. <laughs> yeah. Folks, this, listen, it didn't just start two years ago with COVID. That's the nail in the coffin. That's the crisis. You create a crisis, you can manage the outcome. People are more apt to surrender their freedoms in a time of fear than in peace. That's why they launched COVID. And they admit that. Okay, but this is something they've been working on for decades. And I want to demonstrate that to you. Okay, how'd they get us into a global economy, right? D did you know there used to be a time when we were on our own? Perfectly fine. But now we don't even think about it, right? And the first way is because they've already put the machinery in place, Right? The, right now, not coming, not in 10 years from the road, right now, there's absolute total economic control of the whole world, okay? Slowly, surely, like a frog in a pot, warming us up to this. This is just part of our existence. We deal with it every day. Now, let me, let me back it up. Uh, first, they created what was called the World Bank. Uh, gee whiz, I wonder what that is. 
World Bank, right? It's a universal bank. It's the world's leading lender of money to the nations around the planet. That's what's going on, whether you guys realize it or not, whether any of us have any clue, they've already got a World Bank. You say, well, wait a second. If you're going to have a universal World Bank, then you need a universal lending institution to disperse all these loans to all these different people and countries around the planet. Well, folks, you may have heard of this, but you don't maybe don't understand it. What do you think this is? This is what the function of the International Monetary Fund is, and they oversee the whole world's financial system, and they're the ones who uh, fix the exchange rates and all that stuff. Well, wait a second. If you're going to have a universal lending institution, you need a universal money exchanger to funnel all this money to all these different countries and stuff. Well, yeah, they've had a system in place for years. It's called SWIFT. It automatically makes sure that all the different money transactions around the whole world match all the different world's currencies. And they're getting ready to simplify it real quick, okay, uh, even more so. But wait a second. If you're going to have a universal money exchanger, then you better have a universal strong arm to punish those people who don't obey your world economic system. Well, folks, what do you think has been going on with the world? Have you, have you noticed a pattern here? It's always world. World Trade Organization. We, you may have heard about the news, but you understand what it is? It's basically the punishing arm of these global elites that control the world's economy. And they not only set the rules for the world, the World Trade Organization, but listen, they punish all countries who do not obey, including the United States. We get punished by these guys, okay? And so again, folks, this is not coming. This is already here. It's been in play. They've already grabbed total economic control. Now, another thing they've been working on to make sure that we are intricately tied and then, dare I say, dependent upon this global economy is all the treaties, Okay, they've been going on behind the scenes for decades, right? And, uh, and that just makes us more dependent. Because like, again, if you're on your own, who cares what happens in Japan? Who cares what's going on with Russia? That's their economy. That's what they're doing. That's their wheat and stuff. That doesn't affect, well, it affects us now because of all these treaties. We're all interdependent now. They've made it that way on purpose with these treaties uh, as well. Let me go back in time. 1944, the first big one, right? Uh, towards the end there of World War II, it was called GATT, the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade. And that was to help liberalize trade. Well, it was to help start the tide altogether. Okay. Uh, then uh, it took 50 years before the next big one came. And that one was this guy. You've probably heard of it, NAFTA. Turn to somebody and say, thanks, Bill Clinton. Right. This is a big debacle, but this is part of the globalist deal. Uh, but NAFTA in 1994, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Okay, which, by the way, was the beginning of destroying America's economy, right? Uh, and, and that's part of the plan. If you look at the Great Reset, they, it's even online. Go to YouTube. Believe it or not, that video's up there. <laughs> Leave those guys' videos up there. Uh, but they actually admit that they're, I think it's the eighth uh, step, is they want to, in their eight steps of their goals, uh, they deliberately say, America, and this, they call us out, America will no longer be a world superpower. They want to destroy us because we're a world superpower. And they want to be the world superpower, right? So we got to go, right? But after that began the process, then 10 years later, called, uh, one was called CAFTA, the Central American Free Trade Agreement, combining the Central American countries. The very next year, it begins to take off. Then you have this thing called the FTAA, the Free Trade Agreements of the Americas, which encompasses the whole Western Hemisphere, okay? And then, of course, the European Union came along, connected all that stuff. And then this went nuts. They began to literally micromanage, intertwine all economies around the planet, okay? Uh, you got AFTA, you got the ASEAN 
free trade uh, area. You got APTA, the Asian Pacific Trade Agreement. You got SICA, the Central American Integration System. Uh, you got uh, SEFTA, the Central European Free Trade Agreement. COMESA, the Common Market for Eastern and Southern Africa. GAFTA, the Greater Arab Free Trade uh, Agreement as well. You got SAFTA, the South Asia Free Trade Agreement. Even TAFTA, the Transatlantic uh, Free Trade Area. And on and on and on it goes. And then somebody came along and freaked him out. It rhymes with Trump, right? Because they had another big treaty that was just another nail in the coffin, okay, to tie us all together, make us completely independent, okay? And that was this one, TPP, remember that one? And when Trump went into office, what'd he do? He backed out of that baby and all kinds of other things, and it freaked them out. I don't know if you ever uh, saw his speech in 2018 at the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset guys, and he basically says, hey, we'll work with you guys, but you're gonna start being fair, uh, and it's America first now. And I believe from that point on, the war was on. We got to get rid of this guy. And that's part of what happened with COVID. COVID became the excuse uh, to do the mail-in ballots to help steal the election. And that's why I still don't call Biden president. I pray for him. Biblically, you're supposed to pray for your leaders. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, but anyway, that's right. Uh, so, so again, so you can see they're intertwining all this. We've been like a frog in a pot. They've all the machineries in place, the treaties, we are dependent. So right now, that's a big issue with what's going on with Russia, with the wheat and things of that nature, because guess what? We're intertwined. So, so they, they, they've done this. It hasn't just been something in the last couple of years with COVID. I'm telling you, COVID's just the nail in the coffin. They needed an excuse to put us all into play officially. Now, the second thing we're going to take a look at is the mindset's already in place. And you think, well, how are they going to get people to go along with this, to give up national sovereignty? You know, we're Americans, right? American, right? You got to say that. Just drop the A, right? American. American. That's why I'm American, right? And, uh, and uh, we're not going to give up our national sovereignty. We're not going to let some elites rule us or whatever. Well, you got you to you spin it, right? And that's what these guys do. And they've turned this whole idea of these global elites. I mean, after all, they're elites, and, and they know better. I mean, they've got billions of dollars, and we don't, so, uh, and we're dum-dums. That's literally what they think of us. Uh, and, and, and so they need to control the planet. Well, hello, Dr. Evil on steroids. Who's going to do that? So they spin it, and they make it into a religion. And they've been brainwashing people for years that we have to do this. We've got to give the power over to the global elites because we've got to save the planet. And this is what's behind the environmental movement that's been brainwashing a whole generation, right? Uh, this is what's behind the, the climate change, which is the dumbest thing ever. I don't know about you, but the climate from last night when I got here to this morning, it changed. <laughs> Duh, right? And they did that because it used to be global warming, but then we caught them that that wasn't true, so they picked something innocuous. It's dumb, but that's what they do, right? As climate changes, the planet's going to blow up, and, and, and the, 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 we're eating too much meat and all this stuff, and, 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 and everything, we're going to die, and we need to submit to our overlords. They're billionaires. They know best for us, and, I, and they turn it into a religion. They've even got the Vatican, shocker, uh, involved in all this, and we, the, the Pope's out there. We need a, a global government and, and all this stuff, and he's all in on this baloney as well, shocker. Okay, but, but they've spun it into a religion. Now, again, this is nothing new. They've been doing this for, for decades, and I want to demonstrate that to you. And, and really, you actually got people out there now who are so brainwashed with this new religion that we've got to save the planet, and these elites are our saviors, that here it is, you'll own nothing and be happy. I won't. <laughs> are you kidding me? And you, you would think any biblically discerning Christian or any person, period, wouldn't, but there, how many people think, oh, that's great. 
because we're going to lower our carbon footprint. Really? That just makes me want to eat more cow, right? <laughs> when people say that, lower your carbon, whatever, I'll throw the, I won't even recycle that can. I'm going to throw it in the normal trash can, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, anyway, so are you serious? But you got people that say, yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But they've been doing this for years. They got it uh, to, to the mindset. Now, they've also, in order to control the planet, okay, literally everything, they have been behind the scenes for decades, been buying up everything, including land here in America. Let me give you just, and again, notice, notice the titles, the World Heritage Program that now has given the UN full authority over millions of acres of land right here in the United States of America. Such places as, check it out, Yellowstone National Park, the Statue of Liberty, the Grand Canyon, Yosemite Valley, just to name a few. They also have been meeting for years with the World Food Summit. And they are meeting, whether we realize or not, to govern what crops we can grow, what livestock we can raise, and what we get to eat, okay? And again, this is nothing new, okay? Now they're calling it the Great Reset, but they had another term for it uh, a couple decades ago. It was called Agenda 21, right? But it's the same thing. They just changed the terminology. Originally, Agenda 21 was called that because they were hoping to get this whole system launched by the beginning of the 21st century. Well, they didn't make that. The new date with the Great Reset, which is this exact same program, Agenda 21, where they're going to control everything, is 2030. And you may have been uh, familiar with that. Okay, but let's take a look at this Agenda 21 because even though it's called Agenda 21, they haven't changed their goals. This is the same thing they still want to do, right? Okay, if I were to tell you that in the near future, the United States would have no private property, no air conditioning, no dams, no paved roads, no ways to correct rivers or flood control, guys, no golf courses, that's actually part of their plan, uh, no pasture land used for grazing, would you say that's nuts? Well, that's Agenda 21, now relabeled as the Great Reset. That's all it is. They just changed the term. In fact, pretty soon they're going to govern everything. I'm talking what job you can have, where you get to live, including whether or not you get to have kids. Oh, by the way, and also who gets to live and who gets to die. Here's one of their commercials. Watch this. This is crazy. We have only one Earth. Our living planet. that helps sustain life. We are warned, this life system is in crisis. Fresh water, clean air, good soil, the things we need to stay alive are being destroyed. Sustaining the environment is something we all have a vested interest in. After all, who wants to pollute the water or the land? Let's look at the Chinese Communist government and its one-child policy. Just like marriage in China, there are numerous hurdles to overcome before permission is granted. For a Chinese couple to have a child, they have to get a birth license. In order for the couple to get a license, they have to go through a procedure that runs through local Communist Party functionaries. Without a birth license, no hospital or doctor can treat the mother or the child before, during, or after the birth. The Chinese are required to inform the authorities of any illegal birth. In short, the Chinese government is in complete control. 
Since China is one of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council, it has a great deal of influence on UN policy and how they view population control. China's one-child policy is now being considered as a viable solution towards sustainable development. The PCSD shows their support of this very idea in their 1998 publication, Sustainable America. We must move towards stabilization of the U.S. population and a reduced rate of population growth in the United States and the world. China's got total control whether or not you could have a child. And if you don't have the proper papers, certificate, whatever, then even if you do cheat the system, if you ever need to go to the hospital, they'll refuse. Good thing we don't see any kind of that behavior going on with our current medical community. If you don't have a jab, they're, they're refusing treatment if you don't get the jab. So, again, it's all coming to play. Now, they mentioned, they, you know, there's the sustainable development. That's basically a code word for population control. These guys are sick. I've actually been on location in Georgia, outside of the CDC, by the way, Atlanta. The New, new Age Monument called the Georgia Guidestones. I actually filmed there for one of our documentaries. And right there in basically the, the Ten Commandments of the New World Order, they want to reduce the population of the planet to 500 million, one half billion. That's what they think. But see, they, they brainwash us. <gasps> the world, it's, it's overpopulated. We just got, um, it sounds horrible, but we just got to do this. We got to get rid of people. There's too many people we can't sustain. You liar. How many guys have ever been on a plane? All right. If you don't do this, every time I get on a plane, I love the window seat, man. I love looking outside, right? Uh, but here's a neat thing. Uh, get on the plane, right? Just do a quick experiment and just look out the window. I don't know about you, but as soon as you get away from the airport... There's nothing but open land everywhere, everywhere. There's so much land. It's a lie. And of course, that's how they condition me. Well, the overpopulation, look, see. And they show downtown New York City. Well, duh, go outside the city. I lived in New York. It's one of the biggest wide open states. Tons of trees, open, hello. Oh, the, the population of the world. Look at, look at Beijing, China. Well, of course, over there. Go outside there. It's a lie, but that's just to condition people. This planet, we've got to work together and the elites and destroy people. And, and again, I'm telling you, that's just the tip of the iceberg, what these guys want to do. They want to micromanage all things in our life. They want to get rid of ski runs, grazing livestock, disturbing the soil service, plowing the soil. You cannot be self-sufficient. They're going to take control of everything. They don't want you to build fences, commercial agriculture, modern uh, farm production. They're going to control that. Chemical fertilizers, the use of fossil fuels. That's why everything's being converted to electric. That's why when Joe Biden gets into where he's at, what was the first thing he did? He basically made it to where gas is going through the roof. It's being done on purpose, in my opinion, so that people will just be bowing knee to go electric. Electric is needed because electric uh, limits your distance. It's a control issue, okay? And you could shut the whole thing off if you didn't want nobody to go anywhere. It's a control aspect. Uh, any industrial activity, single-family homes, paved tar roads, they're going to get rid of that. Railroads, floor and wall tiles, technology, they're going to control it. Rangelands, fish ponds, plantations, again, you're going to be dependent upon them. You can't harvest timber. There is no hunting, logging activities, dams, reservoirs, straightening of rivers, power line constructions. In fact, again, they're not just going to control your birth. They're going to control your death. And it's sick because they spun it as, you're just costing the system too much money, you old person, you, or you... You child that's got a deformity. This is satanic. Right? But watch how they spin it, that it's a good thing to let them pull the plug on you. This is gross. Every year, millions of imperfect babies are born. 
destined for a life of struggle and hardship. But it is the rest of us who pay the ultimate cost. Billions of dollars that could be used to better society are instead wasted on the malformed. There must be a better way. And there is. Agenda 21 is coming soon. The Earth just cannot handle the sheer number of humans who live here. Something has to give. And I believe that it's up to us who have lived a good life to make sure that our children will have the opportunity to live good lives too. I have lived a good life. 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 And now you need to die. Whether you want to or not. This is sick. This is what they're building. Is, it, is that like a wonderful utopia? I mean, that's what they consider. It's a, we'll take charge of the planet and we're going to usher mankind to this great, wonderful, you sickos. That's what's going on. But people are brainwashed. We've got to do it to save the planet. It's a new religion. Now, they're going to dictate everything. And I'm talking about uh, uh, their plans are even where you can live. Well, I got my own property. Well, what's the, the plank? They don't want you to own property. The reason why is because those that they decide who get to live, they're gonna, they want to annihilate most of the planet, they're going to literally tell you where to live. Now, have you ever seen that show? There's like this show, it's like, are you kidding me? Who would want to do this? With all due respect, tiny houses. Have you seen that thing? And it's like, I don't know, is that the new thing in millennials? But it's those people, I'm lowering my carbon footprint. I'm saving the planet by this tiny. Are you kidding me? If my family got one of those tiny houses, what, 300 square feet, we would have some intense moments of fellowship. <laughs> I don't know about you. I need some room. <laughs> Give me two stories. Give me something. Give me some land. I get, duh, right? But it's crazy. But I'm telling you, I remember when that came out several years ago. I'm going, this is, this is again, propaganda for these new, this new religion to save the planet, let these elites control everything, okay? Because this is their goal. They literally want to put who they decide gets to survive into these little boxes, these little tiny houses, and they're going to shove you all the way to the East Coast. And that's it. Now, you think, oh, that's crazy. No, here's their map. I kept this on file for many years. This is called the biodiversity map or treaty. And let me explain to you, this is their map. They basically want to rewild America. They want America to become, you know, back wild again, you know, before it got colonized and all that kind of stuff. But let me explain to you the map. The blue area, which is pretty much only on the East Coast, that's where people get to live, right? All the red is where the animals roam free, the yellow is just the buffer zone. So basically, their plan is to basically, that, that's a lot of private property. That's a lot of homes. That's a lot of, and they're going to shove you over, and they want to do this all over the world. So they, they tell you what they're going to do, but we're not looking. But I, and I always thought about that text. It's like, wait a second. So you want to literally rewild America, bring out, let the wolves go wild and the bears go wild and all those things that, you know, you'd have to hunt down and protect your family from and, well, that's pretty crazy because in uh, the book of Revelation, the first half of the seven-year tribulation uh, in the seal judgment says this, Revelation 6, 8, I looked and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death and Hades was following close behind him and they were given power of a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, plague, and the what? Wild beasts. <laughs> what? What's up with that? Wait, wild beasts, they're in zoos. Not if these guys get their way. And when that famine hits after that global war, Gonna be hungry. Isn't that crazy? 
we could be seeing a resurgence again of wild beasts according to these guys. It's crazy. Okay, but put all this together, folks. Uh, it's all coming together. This is exactly what they want to do. And again, this is why it explains the elites, the global elites. Okay, it isn't just the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. That's, that's a chunk. But it's all global elites working together under this agenda to take control of the planet. This is why they're doing what they're doing, including uh, Bill Gates buying up farmland. Yeah, watch this. Bill Gates has been snatching up 242,000 acres of farmland across the U.S., enough to make him the top private farmland owner in America. According to the Land Report, the tech billionaire has been purchasing agricultural land for years, building a massive portfolio of farmland in 18 states. His largest holdings are more than 69,000 acres in Louisiana, almost 48,000 acres in Arkansas, and about 20,500 acres in Nebraska. Additionally, he has a stake in 25,750 acres of traditional land in Phoenix, Arizona. It's not clear how Gates' farmland is being used or whether any of the land is being set aside for conservation. Or control. Do you trust that guy? Praise God you said that. I was going to have to lay hands on you if you said something else. But uh, that's a biblical term, isn't it? We're Christians. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the tip of the iceberg. These guys are literally buying up everything to make us completely dependent upon them for our survival, our existence. I'm talking real estate. I'm talking companies. I'm talking the people in our government, everything. In fact, they've got it pretty much narrowed down to owning just about everything on the planet. There's two entities, Black uh, Vanguard and BlackRock. Watch this. Watch how much they own. This is, this is crazy. So BlackRock and Vanguard own everything. And I mean everything. So for example, you can find all of this on Yahoo Finance. Go there, type in a company, look at the ownership breakdown. This is Pepsi. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street. This is Coca-Cola. These are the food brands they own. I'm telling you, just go to Yahoo Finance and look it up. They own Twitter. They own Facebook. They own Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google and YouTube. They own Apple. They own Microsoft. They are enormous investors in Android. So Apple and Android, both owned by them. They own IBM. They own Intel. They own all the software companies and computer companies that you would look at social media on, which they own the social media companies. They own the travel booking companies. They own the airplane companies. They own Shell. They own BP. They own Exxon. They own the mining companies that we use. And they own the metals. They own the agricultural industry and the machines used to harvest that agriculture. They own Big Pharma. They own the banks, so they hold your money. They also own Visa. They own MasterCard. They own practically everything. They work closely with the federal government, giving them loans and grants. They own the media you watch, CBS, NBC, CNN, HBO, TNT, Stars. And feel free to fact check me. Go to Yahoo Finance, type in these companies, and look at the top four or five stockholders. You will find Vanguard, and BlackRock, and sometimes Berkshire Hathaway at the top every time. The more companies you type in, the more this is going to freak you out. So who invests in Vanguard and BlackRock, and who does Vanguard and BlackRock invest their money into? The Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas, Schiff, Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell. And so when you go to look up who owns Vanguard, it's private. This is where it gets tricky, because these people like to keep a low profile. The Orsini family, the Bush Foundation and the Bush family, and both of them are Skull and Bones alum from Yale if you want to go 
like hopping down that rabbit hole. That's a whole nother story. The Royal Family. Some of the other names I'm sure you've heard of are the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Vanderbilt family. And if you look closely, who is that? Anderson Cooper, Mr. CNN. These two companies, along with State Street and Berkshire Hathaway, make roughly 86% of the money in the world. And maybe next time when CNN is pushing a Pfizer vaccine, people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to take that. And Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are fact-checking that and censoring people and doctors that speak out against it. Think twice and then think one more time. These people do not care about you or I. They care about themselves. Been working on it for a long time. So they got the machinery in place. They got the mindset that this is somehow a new religion to all corral around, save the planet. They own just about basically everything, but there's one thing left that they need to do, okay? And that is this. They need a mechanism. How are they going to tie everybody into this global control? Because you have to do that, right? And let's go back to that text. Let's take a look again uh, of that and bring out another nugget here. Revelation 13, 16 through 17. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead. Why? So that no one, it's on a global basis around the whole planet, could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Okay? Well, and this is, again, I think you look at this text, it's common sense. It tells you that uh, if you're going to be able to pull off this mark of the beast system, then at some point you don't just grab control of the economies, but you're going to tie people into it. But it has to apparently be some sort of a electronic or cashless society, Right? Uh, in order to pull it off. I think part of it's common sense there. You don't see, uh, you know, the people in the seven-year tribulation, they don't uh, tape a dollar bill to the right hand and, okay, I'm paying for my stuff, or, or glue a $20 bill. Hey, okay, I need some socks, right? You know, so obviously there's marking system. There's some sort of electronic thing that makes it universal around the planet, okay? And that's why people says, that's why we talk about a cashless society, Right? You need a cashless electronic system, monetary system, if you're going to pull it off. And uh, it's a good thing that we're not in a cashless society. <laughs> Me personally, I'll be honest with you, I hardly ever, rarely ever use cash, uh, even when I travel. But again, just like the other aspects, like a frog in a pot, we've been warmed up to that. It used to always be cash. You always had to carry cash. But then they came out with this incredible invention called the check. Remember that thing? Remember back, that, back in the day? Some of you young whippersnappers have no idea what I'm talking about. Right? But that check was brilliant, right? Because if you didn't have the cash, you could what? Write a check. That's amazing. Wow, what freedom that was. That was amazing. But hey, I don't know about you, but you know, sometimes that check, and you know, if you didn't want it to bounce and you know, didn't really have that money, you know, and, uh, then they came out with this thing called a credit card. Wasn't that thing awesome? You could delay the payment, right? You don't have to worry about the check bouncing, right? And you could still get your stuff which is when people started going into debt, right? Because you got to have it now instead of being responsible. You see, when you pay with cash, it, that, it hurts when you keep flipping out the bills. And when it's all electronic, you, you don't feel it. And then everybody gets in debt, and debt's another form of slavery. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but debt is an acronym for dumb excuse for buying things, right? And uh, you need to be economic. Okay, but then, then we got used to the credit card thing, and, and then it got all combined into uh, uh, this neat thing, the, the debit card, right? So, so I'm going to be responsible. Now I can use this electronic form of cash uh, to take it directly out of my bank account. I don't have to charge it and pay interest and all that stuff. And then just in case you want to use both of them, but I don't want to carry both of them, they created the smart card. And this one has a microchip in it. And we've been used to those for quite some time. And then, well, what, I don't want to pull out cards and this and all that stuff. And what's the latest trend? The latest trend is this guy. 
the cell phone that has a microchip in it. And the cool thing about that is I, I always got that with me wherever I go in my hand and I could just use my cell phone in my hand to make a payment with this chip in the phone and I'm sure they're not going to go beyond that. That's the next message, uh, Lord Wine. Uh, but folks, we're not going cashless. We've been cashless for quite some time. Let's take a look at some of that proof. When Brianne Kimmel gets ready to go in the morning, cash is not in the equation. I think the last time I went to an ATM was two years ago. She streamlined her wallet to credit cards only. Cash, she feels, is inconvenient and dangerous. There's a lot of times where I think if I had a lot of cash on me, I'd be a little bit anxious. Between 2000 and 2015, non-cash payments in the U.S. grew by almost 400 percent. Okay. I haven't really needed cash, to be honest. It's either my credit card or if I'm out with friends, I'll use Venmo. Venmo, the mobile app where people can pay each other on a smartphone, now processes $2 billion a month. This year, Apple added similar payment capabilities in iMessage. These free services are so popular, 30 major banks recently launched a competing product called Zelle. Doing away with paper money has been a big boom for small businesses, too. Chicken part. Washington's family-run Italian chain, Bazzelli's, has been in business for five decades. At their newly opened downtown location, they've taken a radical step to remain competitive. No more cash. If you want to buy your lunch here, you'll have to pay with plastic. In the United States of America, right? Oh, and by the way, speaking back to the COVID narrative, I, I, apparently that it, it infected cash. Because did you notice when they launched that, all of a sudden you started seeing signs. <gasps> we, ha- you, we can't use, uh, you, you, it's got to be cashless. We, we, don't, we don't have exact change anymore. What did you do, dumping out the door when you freaked out about COVID? Where'd all, the, where'd all the cash go? Where'd all the pennies and quarters? Remember that? And, again, you know, and then they said, oh, well, you know what? Now that we think about it, um, cash is dirty. It's got germs on it, and we've got to keep safe. And Again, it's just pushing us over the edge to go all the way. But now you've got businesses that say, we ain't doing cash in America. Now, this isn't uh, anything new. Europe's been doing this. Uh, Asia's been doing this for a long time. In fact, Sweden right now, is 99% cashless. Banks don't even carry cash. And, and that's what's coming here, folks. Let's take a look at this. In Sweden, almost all transactions are done digitally. Notes and coins are a thing of the past, and Sweden is leading the race to become the first completely cashless economy. Sweden is the king of the card. There's not much you can't buy with a bank card these days. In fact, many shops don't take cash at all. When was the last time you used cash? The last time I used cash was uh, maybe the last year in the summer. People talk about when will Sweden be cashless, you know. For me, I've been living in a cashless society for five years. I haven't used cash for five years. The banks, you know, they've stopped handling cash. Did you know that? The biggest banks in Sweden, they've stopped handling cash. Sweden is fast becoming one of the most cashless places in the world. So much so that banks won't handle your cash. In fact, it's hard to find any business that'll take it. You have to pay with card or with a mobile app on your phone, the most common of which is Swish, which was built by the banks. Many of the shops don't uh, take cash, so, so you, have to, you have to have cards. By value, barely 1% of all transactions in Sweden involve cash. And if the amount of cash in circulation continues to decline at its current rate, the country could be completely cashless by 2025. And so will the rest of the world. 
because that's part of their goal. They got to have a cashless society, okay, to control it all, right? Not just to make the payments, the buying and selling, but when it's electronic, they control the buying and selling. They can shut you off with a button. They can't do that with cash. So you can see exactly where it's headed. Now, again, I don't have time to get into, uh, I can share you uh, clips of it. It's not just Sweden. It's not just U.S. Even countries you wouldn't think of are already going cashless, uh, like Nigeria, Peru, right? People go, really? They got, yeah. They, it's all over the world at the same time. Okay, but to basically make sure that everybody gets tied into the system, which is what Revelation 13 says, okay, that the whole world, they're going to control all the buying and selling. You go, well, what about that guy who lives in Timbuktu on top of that mountain range? What? This is the importance of the new currency coming out, cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency now allows them to literally tie every human being on the planet into this system, right? Let's take a look at that real quick. When we buy or sell things, the payment is usually processed by a bank or credit card company. Problem number one, the companies often take a cut of the transaction. Two, we have to trust these companies to protect our sensitive data from hackers. Three, most international payments take a long time and are expensive. To solve these problems, we could use a special currency that is secure and based on the science of cryptography, which is a way of protecting information using mathematics. This special type of currency is called a cryptocurrency and only exists in computer networks. When you send someone the special currency, the money goes directly to them, removing the middleman. And at the same time, the transaction is broadcast to the entire network and recorded in a permanent way, which means it's almost impossible to fool the system. Costs of making payments are lower, transactions are faster, especially across countries, and even those people around the globe who don't have bank accounts can buy or sell goods and participate in the global economy. This new technology, or some variation of it, can completely change the way we sell, buy, save, invest, and pay our bills. And who knows, this could be the next step in the evolution of money. Uh, actually, it's the next step in the market of beast system. Now, there's a lot to unpack with that, but what is it? It's a new universal electronic payment system, regardless of country, company, organization, location, ethnic group. Anybody can use it and do what? And I quote, she even said the words, buy, sell, save, invest, pay bills, all your financial needs, and quote, people around the globe who currently don't have a bank account or who could ever get a bank account can have instant access to the global system to buy and sell in the global economy. Do you see the importance of this? You hear about it all the time. Where you're going, like, oh, that's, that's just a fad. It'll never catch on. This is the one that will allow anybody who could never, you know, because again, you got some guy on the island. He ain't never going to have a bank account, but crypto will tie him into it. This is the huge thing that's going on with this, okay? And believe it or not, we're going to see in the next uh, message, Lord willing, that uh, these guys admit that, okay, we got the system in place, right? Now we just need something to mar tie people into it permanently on their bodies. That'll be the next message. But every once in a while, you'll see these guys, they will actually admit uh, in the news, okay, uh, what they're actually up to. They, they even catch on to what we're seeing being birthed before our very eyes. Watch this news broadcast. 
So many economists believe the future will be cash-free. You're already seeing it from everywhere you go, whether it's your baseball game or to your local deli. Now, Sweden is getting there even faster than anyone else, according to a New York Times report. And 4,000 Swedes, now get this, have microchips implanted in their hands. So they can pay for products with just a wave of their hand. Ah, makes the Apple Watch kind of look obsolete. So on top of that, many Swedish companies are asking their employees to get implants to pass through access points and to pay for conveniences. Now the red flags start going up. So for our red flags, we have to turn to legal media analyst Lionel. Lionel, thanks for joining us on this. I know you've got some red flags, and I feel like I'm reading out of the book of Revelation, possibly. So what concerns Absolutely. come to you arise from humans microchipping themselves? This is the mark of the beast. <laughs> this is, listen, no, no, let me, let me tell you something. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm no biblical scholar here, but it's amazing the parallels made. Now, listen, let's get down to brass tacks. Would you, not you, I wish they'd stop with this. They go, we're going cashless. We've been cashless. Where's this cash? Ever buy a house with cash or a car? We've got this. I, I don't even have, I got a couple of bucks. We've been cashless. But that's not the issue. One of these days, these kids, these, I think you call them millennials or oh. something, they're going to take these little tiny RFID, radio frequency identification chips, about the size of a grain of rice. And they're going to be cool, Scotty. Oh, they're going to be waiting in line overnight to get implanted. And they're going to say, look at this. I can go to the drugstore. I can go to a cab. Isn't it great? How cool am I? Look, I've got this little embedded chip. And they'll say, they have medical records. And you're going to do that to grandma and grandpa in case, God forbid, they have some kind of dementia. They're walking off. I mean, after all, we have it in our dogs, right? It's like OnStar for human beings. But here's the catch. One of these days, God forbid, Scotty, you defy, they, they, they find you guilty of something. And you go before a court and they say, we're going to sentence you to prison. No, we're going to turn your chip off and you don't exist. And that actually is the plan. Lord willing, the next message, we're going to start off with a video clip from Klaus Schwab, the CEO and the founder of the World Economic Forum. And he admits that's the next step in their great reset. First, it was the masks, getting used to something on our face, our head. Then it was the jab, something in our arm not too far from the hand. Now it's going to microchip people. If you think that would never happen, they mandated both of those, the current administration. And if you don't think they're a part of this, I got another video showing a conversation between Joe Biden and Chief Justice Roberts. And Biden said he's going to have to rule on this. And we all know he always rules conservative. <laughs> he never does. He's a rhino. But let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for, uh, once again, just uh, encouraging us in your word. Because we're the only people, if we read your Bible, including Bible prophecy, who know exactly what's happening in our world. And you do it not to scare us. It's, it's to, so that we don't get caught off guard. So that we don't get duped. And so that we could realize that you don't tell us the exact day nor the hour. Of course not. We goof off, unfortunately. But you give us so many signs that it's getting close, our departure, the rapture, prior to when this gets fully implemented in the seven-year tribulation. 
that it, it reminds us, this is not a time to goof off. It's not a time to procrastinate. It's not a time to be worldly. It, we need to finish strong as your people as the bride. And we're on a giant rescue mission. We need to share your truth, the gospel, with as many as we can because one day you're coming to get us. But for those left behind, this is not a joke. You tell us, Jesus, the seven-year tribulation is the worst time in the history of mankind. So horrible that if God didn't keep it to the seven years, basically, that the entire human race would be destroyed. Your wrath is gonna be poured out. But we have the good news that people can be saved from that, let alone hell for all itself. So help us as your people, God, finish strong. And God, as always, if there's anybody even here today who's not truly born again, who's not truly saved, who's not truly trusting only solely in Jesus Christ and his death, his work on the cross for us, for our forgiveness. If they're trusting in something else, God, they're not saved. If they're trusting in their attendance here today, they're not saved. If they're trusting in trying to be a good person, they're not saved. If they're trusting in uh, this environmental message, they're not saved. If they're trusting in themselves or anybody or, or riding the coattails of some other Christian, well, my, my grandma's a Christian, my grandpa, my mom and dad, I'm, I'll go into church service. All my, you have to be born again. Amen. God, if there's anybody here today who needs to be saved, please save them before it's too late. That's why you got them here. Would you have mercy on them, Jesus, please? We ask and pray all this in your wonderful name, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. amen. <laughs>